Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So when I was coming up and becoming a therapist and I was in some of the first internships, which we call pre-doc internships, and we would all talk to our supervisors about the kinds of techniques that we were going to use, but also our relationship that we were going to have with our clients. And there were a lot of instructions about ethics and what is appropriate, what is inappropriate in the therapeutic relationship. And there were a lot of conversations about a corrective experience. And what a corrective experience is, is that when a psychologist sees somebody in a therapeutic setting, what they are doing is they are having a relationship with a client in which not only do they learn about psychological experiences and psychological principles from the psychologist, but they also learn how to trust somebody in their life with their most intimate secrets, really, about how they feel about things that have happened or are happening in their lives. And that relationship, that therapeutic relationship, having someone appreciate them and listen to them and empathize with them and care for them in a way that other people have not or do not is a corrective experience, meaning we correct their perception of people in the world. And so if you think about it this way, psychologists are always concerned with those first five years of life. We call those years the critical years. And the reason that those years are critical is because those are the years when people learn how the world works and how they perceive the world. And so this is very important. This is the time in life when an infant's experience of the world, a toddler's experience of the world, and a young child's experience of the world is colored. And, and how caregivers treat them and how the world around them treats them, creates their perception of the world going forward. So if every time a baby cries and somebody comes to pick up the baby, the baby learns that if they ask for help, they will get help. If every time a baby cries, they are ignored, they learn that it doesn't matter what they do, doesn't matter what their needs are, the world is not a very caring place. And for babies who cry and someone comes in and gets angry with them for crying, they learn that they are bad for having needs. And this is the same way 
in the toddler years and in those very early childhood years. And what happens is kids end up looking at the world in very different ways depending on how those first years went for them. And unfortunately, when I am acting as a psychologist in therapy, I will often hear people say things like, this is just how I am wired. And a lot of times they will have certain habits and ways of being in the world that are often dysfunctional because they were created out of trauma. And a lot of times people will feel helpless about that and will say things like, well, that's how I'm wired, which the translation to that is, it's never going to change. And I'm here to tell you that even the most traumatic experiences and the most dysfunctional behaviors that result from those traumatic experiences can be corrected. So part of it is the therapeutic relationship that just being the person who listens and cares and understands their point of view and is witness to their point of view is corrective. But it's more complicated than that. Sometimes it's very simple. I have very lonely people who come to my practice and all they really need is for somebody to see their point of view and validate their feelings and that's enough because they don't have enough people in their lives who do that. But it, it is more complicated than that at times. For example, sometimes people will come in who are very angry with the world, and rightfully so. And they believe that no one cares about them and, and that the world is a terrible place where people don't care about how they feel and what they have to say is not important. And as a result of that, they often become kind of angry and act out in many areas of their life. And so often that is what sends them into therapies because they've been acting out in an area of their life that's screwing things up for them. Perhaps they got mad at work and they did something at work that was inappropriate and they are now on the, their job is now on the line. And so that's ultimately what gets them into therapy to figure it out. And then they come into therapy and they're kind of a jerk to their therapist because they expect that their therapist is going to be just like their boss and just like everybody else in life who rejected them, treated them badly, or thought they were unimportant. And so they will come into therapy and get really rude with the therapist and expect the therapist to do what everybody else has done in their life and reject them except we are trained to not do that. We're trained to be the people who correct that experience. And so what happens is they come in and they're abusive and rude and all of that. 
And sometimes we kind of set our boundaries with people. But for the most part, we understand where they're coming from and let them kind of do their thing. And then when they've calmed down or we help calm them down, then we talk to them about how we understand their point of view. And that becomes the corrective experience, that they don't get kicked out of therapy or yelled at or told that they don't know what they're talking about. We instead understand their point of view and don't kick them out and accept them for who they are. And that is the corrective experience. And sometimes the corrective experience in the therapeutic relationship has to do with just being an older woman or an older man who doesn't abuse the person. And the corrective experience is just being the older woman or the older man who reminds them of their father or their mother and doesn't hurt them emotionally or physically or doesn't neglect them emotionally or physically. And so just being that person is the corrective experience. So perhaps you have had an experience like this, even with friendships in which you might have been in a friendship with somebody who just sucked the energy out of you or didn't pay attention to the things that you said or didn't care or even that experience that you might have had where you had a friend who always told their problems but then didn't bother to listen when you tried to share yours. And then one day you go and you meet another friend, a new friend, who is interested in what you have to say and cares about what your problems are too. And that makes you realize that friendships can be an even exchange where you care about them and they care about you. And that changes your perception of how friendships are supposed to be. And certainly this happens in the dating world particularly if you've been through a bunch of bad relationships romantically, you start to believe that this is how romantic relationships are. They're terrible and you get treated badly. Now, referring back to this movie, 1991 Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts, This movie is about a woman who escapes her incredibly controlling and physically abusive husband. Now, he just exudes control throughout his life. He has money and the house is perfect and he expects her to keep the house perfect and he dresses perfectly neatly and he even has a mustache that is trimmed perfectly And he is all about control in every possible way and just makes her life miserable. She gets away and she moves into a neighborhood in which she meets this neighbor of hers. 
She meets a neighbor next door. He is played by Kevin Anderson, and he even looks the opposite of her husband. His hair is long and unruly, and he teaches theater, and he sings songs in his backyard, and he dances, and he's just about, in every possible way, the complete opposite of control. Just living life and enjoying moment to moment. And as she develops a relationship with him, she is having a corrective experience of how men are and how it is to be in a romantic relationship with somebody who isn't trying to control you. And her perception begins to change. And even if you have been in a relationship with somebody who you couldn't trust, later getting into a romantic relationship with somebody who does nothing but show you honesty and trustworthiness over and over again helps correct the idea that partners in relationships are untrustworthy or dishonest. And so you can see this in your life and you can see how getting into a position where you meet people who are completely different than how you have experienced the world thus far, how you believe the world to be, how you believe people to be, how you believe relationships to be. Having a different experience of that is really healing. Now, I have seen a number of people who, in most situations, have serious deficits, meaning that they have mental health problems that absolutely destroy their personal relationships and they don't get along with anybody in their family. They don't have many friends. They just have problems everywhere they go. However, I have seen many of these people go to work and have a completely different experience at work. And I have known many people who have pretty serious problems in their personal life and can't do anything right in their personal relationships because they have trauma, because their perception of people is off, and and because of that, they often invite terrible people into their lives too, or people that they're going to have volatile relationships with. But work always is a different story. I've seen these same people absolutely kick ass at work. Now, why is that? Why would somebody who constantly destroys their personal life be able to walk into a work-related situation and do really well, get accolades the whole nine yards? How could that happen? The thing about work is work can be a very corrective experience in that if you grew up in an environment in which it didn't matter if you were doing the right thing or not, people just didn't value you at all. They put you down, they didn't understand where you were coming from or didn't care where you were coming from. Your point of view didn't matter, didn't matter what you did at all. They just abused you in one way or another or neglected you. 
Now you get to work and it turns out that the harder you work, the more you get recognized. The more money you get, the more promotions you get, the more people sing you praises. This is incredible. So it turns out that you can do things well and people will recognize for all the good that you do. And work is one of those places where often you get out what you put in. Often, if you apply yourself and do all the right things and work hard, you will become recognized and people will praise you. People will admire you for everything that you do. And this is a corrective experience. It will teach you that you have value and other people can see your value and other people can even positively reinforce your value. And that's incredible for someone who was raised in a dysfunctional slash traumatic environment. And even I see this in little ways. I often have conversations with my clients who will say they need to ask something of somebody in their life. And for the most part, they are terrified of asking. And even if it seems silly, like I have to ask my boss to change the schedule and I know that he's going to be pissed about it and I might even get written up or fired or even less severe than that. And I know that this is going to be held against me. Or I have to ask a friend to switch up our schedule for dinner. And I know that she's going to think that I don't like her or I don't want to be around her. So I'm afraid to say, or I have to cancel And I'm sure that she's going to take it personally or have an issue with it. And so I'm afraid to tell her. Or I've really kind of stretched myself too thin. And I'm going to volunteer at the school fundraiser. And it turns out I can't do it after all. And all these people who are relying upon me to do this fundraiser are going to be so angry about it and think I'm a selfish person. And so I have these conversations a lot with people. And a lot of times we construct ways of communicating what they need from other people and coming up with the best way to put it in the nicest way possible and to ask for what they need. And what ends up happening is my client will go through with it. They will say the things they need to say in order to get their needs met. And they are often surprised by how open and willing people are to understand their point of view. And this becomes shocking because the way they were raised They believe that when you ask something or when you disappoint people, that they become angry with you and you will end up on their shit list after this. 
And when that doesn't happen, when you ask appropriately and other people handle it appropriately, that can be a corrective experience that your view of people understanding you becomes different, that people actually could care about your point of view and understand where you're coming from. And they give you a break. And sometimes that's shocking. And that's really sad. So I think at this point, there is a possibility always of having corrective experiences in the world around you. I would ask you to look around at your acquaintances, at your friends, at your coworkers, and think about how you expect them to handle things when you make your needs known and ask them to understand your point of view. And when they show you something different and more positive than you ever expected, then you know that you've had a corrective experience to all the negativity in your life and your perception of the world. And so I would challenge you to try that out. Not everybody's gonna give you the corrective experience. Many people will reinforce the negative point of view that you have of the world, but some people won't. And maybe you could even predict who that might be. Maybe there are people who you know well enough that you know exactly how they're gonna respond and you know it's gonna reinforce your negative ideas about the world. But then there might be some people that you don't know how they're gonna respond. You're not able, because maybe you don't know them well enough, to know, to be able to predict exactly how they're gonna respond. And so it might be worth a try, just to kinda test it out. Ask for something or share something small about yourself and see what they do with it. And for the people who surprise you and come across as caring, and interested, then those are the people who have provided a corrective experience. And those are the people that you're going to want to get to know and spend more time with. And so I wish you well on your journey, and I hope it turns out to be positive. Be well, and thank you for listening.